I've been forbidden to say happy Monday or good Monday. So it's Monday. It's just Monday. It is just Monday. Welcome to Monday. I'm sure you are already unhappy with it. It's just another manic Monday. I uh, wish it was Sunday. That's my fun day. Okay, stop. Coming up on today's show. Who's skipping church the most? Plus, the latest news, random facts, and our weekly recap. But first, today is April 15th. And that means we got a few holidays to, well, celebrate seems like a, a strong word for at least one of these. Yeah. We have three holidays to acknowledge today. <laughs> at least one of these is a bit rough. It is a bit rough. It's, of course, hopefully everybody knows this by now. If you don't, then... You need to call in a sick day and get home. It's income tax pay day. Yep. Come on, guys. Your taxes are due today. It is the last day. You have had at least three months. At least. We're not going to count January. Nobody gets anything done in January. Yeah. But come on. (laughs) Get it done. We had our return by the first week in February. So That's normally when we would get ours done. I think this year we had to wait. Because uh, we were missing one thing. But uh, yeah, we try and get it done as quickly after January 30th as possible. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you need it after Christmas. A mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. little lighter return this year, but that's because we made more money. Well, And we you know, kept more of the money. That's to so be that's expected. A bit of a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think every time Chris has taken a raise, he has taken. He's paid more in taxes, taken the lighter end of the raise, brought home the lighter end of the raise, mm-hmm. and paid more in taxes so that our tax return is always a little heavier, a little bigger. So so you are in favor of giving the government a interest-free loan? Am I in favor <laughs> of giving the government my money? No. I'm in favor of doing what I'm supposed to do and what is right. <laughs> So, therefore, and I am also in favor of a big lump sum of money coming in my bank account. Um, I think that is the appeal. It is. Is that that we are trading the fact that we are giving money to the government that they're just going to give back without any interest. Mm -hmm. For the fact that we feel like we won a little mini lottery. Yeah. (laughs) As soon as our return comes back. It is. We have had to pay taxes one time, and I'm pretty sure we got duped out of that. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And I never want to have to do that again. Like, even though it was just $500, and it was when I was working, and state taxes, and blah, 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 but I'm a military spouse, so therefore I'm not supposed to pay State taxes. I'm exempt from state taxes. I pay state I taxes. Didn't know that in, was a thing. Yep. If you're military, military spouse, you can get tax exemption and pay state taxes in your home of record. Hmm. Well, my home of record doesn't have state taxes, so therefore I don't have to pay any state taxes. I see. Uh huh. But New Mexico, not this past taxes, the one before, duped us. Even though I had all the paperwork. Still had to pay $500. Hmm. And I was like, we could fight it. And Chris is like, we could, but I don't want to. <laughs> it's it's $500. Gonna, it's going to cost us more money. Yeah. <clears throat> so. That's so fun. And they've held our state taxes back from this year because this year is the first year that even though he was military most of the year, for a portion of the year, he was 
no mm, longer military. Right. So I think they're holding it because of the payment on his state taxes, like trying to figure out why he didn't pay it all year and just paid it for a couple months of the year. Guys, <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> and it's not a hard one. All right, what other holidays are we celebrating? Oh, yeah. We uh, can celebrate these ones. It's McDonald's Day. Woo! I can't celebrate this one. Why Sorry. Not? Because I am doing really good. <laughs> I am down 13 pounds. Good job. In four weeks. So I am down 15 in four months. <laughs> hey, that's still down. Still progress. That is, exactly. Slow progress, but still progress. That is still down. <laughs> Way to go. And it's National... Sorry, I burped. Rubber Eraser Day. Like the pink ones? Uh, I would or assume, I guess I'm all erasers all rubber are rubber. Erasers, yeah. Aren't they? I'm pretty sure they'd have to be, yeah. What else would they be? No, it's got to be. But they've just always been called rubber erasers. So I guess not like a dry erase board. We ain't selling, selling, oh, celebrating yeah. okay, your yeah. erasers we got today. The, or even chalkboard erasers. All those, yeah. those We're not celebrating those erasers. We're celebrating the rubber ones <laughs> on top of your pencil or the ones that are square and pink. Yep. Today was the day they were invented. Very cool. I don't know when, though. 4.15. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, we'd like to ask you to please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Um, our Patreon Donor tiers come with different incentives, different gifts from our books to our games to uh, the top level will come with a title belt and then everything we produce from here on out, as long as you're a uh, donor, you'll get it first before anybody else. Um, But even all the way down to a dollar, if you give a dollar a month, uh, you'll still get something uh, as a thank you. So I'd ask that you check it out. Uh, our expenses you know, are going up this year as we gain more listeners and add more music. And we need your help, frankly. <laughs> so that's, I mean, there's nothing, nothing really to pretty that up. We need your help. So if you can help us out, keep us growing, keep us on the air, we would be grateful. You can find out all those details again at patreon.com slash radio, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash radio, or go to backrowradio.com, scroll down all the way to the bottom. All right, folks. Well, here's the news. <clears throat> and this one is a bit interesting. I want to have a bit of a discussion about it. A national atheist group is threatening to sue the state of Mississippi over a new law that makes license plates declaring in God we trust the default plates in the state. The American Humanist Association's legal center sent a letter April 4th to the Attorney General and the Commissioner of the Department of Revenue saying atheists and humanists should not have to purchase a specialty plate in order to avoid conveying the message. Unlike other states which which, uh, offer only a specialty in God we trust license plate, Mississippi's plate is is the standard and issued to every driver. So I guess the question I want to ask is, do they have a point? Do they have a point? Yes. Do they have a valid point? I don't think so. You don't think so? And here's why. It's, and this is what's really been kind of driving me crazy about our society in general over the last several years. They are too concerned with changing history 
which we all know that we can't change history, but mm-hmm. they're too concerned with changing history so that our history no longer offends people instead of working on bettering the future. Our country has a huge historical tie to in God we trust. Mm-hmm. It's the phrase, the specific specifically, phrase. Specifically, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, it's on our money. It's, I feel like it's everywhere. Are you going to ask to no longer use the dollar or our coins? Well, see, and I understand that. But in this instance, it's almost like saying that you have to wear a shirt that says, in God we trust, everywhere you go. But it's not. It's not. If you want to, if you have a viewpoint that you feel so strongly convicted of, then you need to stand behind that viewpoint and pay to have a license plate that says what you want it to say. Yeah, and that's okay. just how it yeah. is. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I I guess it would be a different argument if there wasn't another option. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And if you don't if you don't care for that, then move out of a different move to a different state. Mississippi's not the only state in America. And guess what? America's not the only country in the world. If you don't want to live in America, then you can move as well. <laughs> And I wouldn't be sad about it. I'm sure there are many other countries more fitting to your personal beliefs. Maybe Canada. Canada's definitely closer, yeah. I'm just, I'm, truly, I'm just saying. It's just a fact of the matter. We cannot bend to every person's personal beliefs. As a country, we have to have a standard and we have to be able to say this is how it is. There are options, but these options are going to cost you. But this is our standard. All right. I'm good with ending on that note. That's good. All right, next news. A Dominican singer performed for 106 consecutive hours to break a Guinness World Record, but officials say his attempt was disqualified. What? Carlos Silver, who unsuccessfully attempted the same record in 2016, attempted to break the record of 105 hours of consecutive singing, which was achieved by performer Sunil Wagmer. Wagmer. Uh, The rules allow singers to take breaks of up to 30 seconds between songs, but video evidence from Silver's attempt shows him taking breaks of up to two minutes. It's not... Yeah, it's... it's, uh, Seriously, Carlos? Come yeah, on. He cheated. I mean, you already did this once, right? You should know the rules. Right? All right. And lastly, you're going to like this one. It's not even Easter Sunday, and Hallmark is already spreading the holiday cheer. The network just revealed that it will air a record-breaking 40 brand new Christmas movies this year, according to Entertainment Weekly. The site reports that Hallmark Channel will show 24 of these films, and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries will broadcast 16 more. But perhaps the best news of all is that we don't have to wait until December to watch all of the festive flicks. The publication adds that the first airing is set to happen in July during the Keepsake Christmas campaign, which marks the halfway point to December 25th. Okay, so it's cool. (laughs) And it's exciting. But... You know, we haven't had Hallmark. We didn't have cable for a few years, mm. right? And then this past football season, we were able to watch football because Chris was a student and you get NFL Live for free if you have the app if you're a student, okay? Well, he 
d- graduated college, which I don't know why <laughs> like a, he did that. Like a punk. And so he was no longer a student, so we had to get cable again specifically for football. So this past December, I have been trying to catch up. I was trying to catch up on all the Christmas movies that I had missed for like three years. Mm. And then, what, they added 30-something new ones last year? Yeah, it was like 36, I think. And then this year, they're going to add 40 more new ones? (laughs) I'm never able to catch up and see them all. But doesn't that feel that way, like, for all of TV nowadays? Is with... No, no, because no. no, because you can set things to record or Netflix or Hulu. Well, or... no, but I mean, I mean the sheer amount of things. Like you're oh. saying, the sheer amount of movies. I'm saying the sheer amount of amazing shows that are out there. I can't watch every single one of them and still function as an adult. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've I've figured out this balance thing, you know? So, like, I have a day where I just watch TV and do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have a day where I clean all day. (laughs) And then I reward my cleaning all day by watching TV all day and doing nothing. Okay. Yeah, so... So it's every other day? Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can usually tell what day I'm on by my Facebook posts. If there's a lot of Facebook posts that day... Then I'm cleaning. Because you're trying to escape it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up later in the show, who's skipping church the most? Stick around. It's not the Oaks. I don't think I even said the name of the show at the beginning of the show. But here we are. I don't think that you did because you just went on a rant about how you can't say Monday. (laughs) We're in our second hour. We're glad to have you with us. And we're going to start off this hour with five random facts. Five random facts with Mo. Uh, Roughly one in every 160 New Zealanders were involved in the making of The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. (laughs) That's a big production. That's pretty cool. I kind of wish I was a New Zealander. Wealthy Russian New Zealander. Is, do you think that's how they say it? Isn't that? It's more. It's more of an Australian. Yeah. Sounding. I'm trying to think of something that they say, but I can't. Crocky. Uh, what? <laughs> Crocky. No, that is Australian. I don't think New Zealand says that. You don't that. think New Zealand says that? No. They're close enough, aren't they? I don't think they say. It. <laughs> Wealthy Russian citizens will hire fake ambulances for about $200 an hour to cut through traffic. The ambulances, is it ambulances or ambulance I? <laughs> the ambulance will come with luxury interiors. That's messed up. That's Russia. <laughs> That's some messed up business right there. You know. It's fake an emergency. Make everybody pull over. Meanwhile, on the inside, it's basically a limo. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> I kind of think it's a good idea. It's so wrong. <laughs> you know, hey, whatever. 
Dogs can pick up on subtle changes in your scent, which can help them know how you are feeling. They're able to smell fear, anxiety, and can read your facial expressions as well. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My dogs poor dogs. Is, dogs is intuitive, yo. They are intuitive. <laughs> uh, pandas sometimes fake pregnancies to receive more food and special treatment from humans. <laughs> That's also messed up, pandas. I'm curious how they do that. Like, do they just make their belly look big or what? I don't... Maybe. I have to talk to a zoologist, I guess, <laughs> to figure that one out. <laughs> do they make pre- pandas take pregnancy tests? <laughs> I'm going to need you to do pee on make, this stick. Do they make pregnancy tests specifically for pandas? Hmm. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> the expiration date on bottled water is actually for the bottle, not the water. Yeah. Water won't expire. You know, it can, though, if left in a hot car. Well, that's a bit different. There's outside forces there. Yeah, it gets nasty, isn't doesn't there, it? Isn't there outside forces in everything? Like, to be fair. This room is currently an outside force to my bottle of water. Okay. It's not the recommended outside force. (laughs) Like a gallon of milk will go bad if you just leave it on the counter. But if you put it in the fridge and have that be its outside force, it's going to be fine for a while. Whatever. Oh, gosh. It's been a busy week for me, Mo. It has been, but I feel like that's mostly my fault. Half of, it is, half of it's your fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you want to tell them about the project? Sure, sure. So, Matt and Mo strike again. Ah! Like you should have hero music in that in that moment because I'm not sure where you're going with this. Well, it's just how all of our projects work. Mo has this brilliant, gigantic, over-the-top idea and cannot execute it herself. Therefore, she brings in the intelligence of her sidekick, Matt. Excuse me? To take care of the labor. (laughs) Uh, My name's first on the show. (laughs) Because... Because you made it that way. <laughs> so if I made it, who's whose sidekick? Whatever. <laughs> we know who is really whose sidekick here. <laughs> um, so once this is aired, it will have already been Chris's birthday, my husband. Um, but this year for his birthday, I wanted to put together a video slideshow of all the people in his life. From all 33 years of his life, all the places that we've lived and all the places we've gone, wishing him a happy birthday. Anybody who was influential in any way, just letting him know, you know, in one slideshow so that years from now he can go back and look at it and be like, oh, there's so-and-so. And because, you know, time is an evil, cruel thing and waits for no one. I realized that in probably 10 years, some of those people on the slideshow won't be with us anymore. So it'll have a little extra meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of that, about five months ago, Chris did an update on his phone. And he, in the process of that update, he lost all of his voicemails, including 
the voicemail that he had been keeping from his mom since mm. she passed away. And that was like the most devastating day for him. Because when he was having a bad day, he'd just go back and listen to the voicemail and kind of put things into perspective for him. You yeah. know, here's mom's voice. So I enlisted the help of my brother-in-law, who I always give a really hard time to on the show, but he's actually really, really great. He had a couple voicemails still saved, and um, he was able to send me those voicemails over, and then Matt was able to combine those two voicemails so that at the end of this 12-minute slideshow of about 40 people over Chris's lifetime wishing him a happy birthday and telling them how much they love them, um, Matt put a picture, the last picture actually of Chris and his mom ever taken, put that picture up with those two voicemails smashed together that say, hey honey, I love you, mom. And I've watched that stupid video like 10 times at least now. <laughs> And I've cried every single stinking time. Like, there were certain people that I would tear up for, and I'd be like, oh, he's going to be so touched to see this person. And at the end, I'm just a balling mess. Because <laughs> it's just so, like, I really feel like he's going to just be over the moon with yeah. it once he once he actually sees it and hears it. All three of the kids have watched it. All three of the kids have cried. <laughs> so, anyway, we were all in on it. I gave Matt this idea last Sunday. Right. That was the thing. You contacted me one week out from the project's due date. Listen. Said, I have this massive idea. I got the massive idea last Sunday, okay? At least I was smart enough in that moment to go, I can't hold off on this. I got to ask Matt right now if he can do this for me. And if he can, then I have to get people to do their videos tomorrow. <laughs> like, there is no waiting. Yeah, so this she came with that idea the same week that we were upgrading brand new computers brand new monitors and setting up a whole new system in the church that I needed to be there for several days and take several hours of my time. And then on top of that, because of that move, we transitioned to widescreen screens. So I have to redesign all of our logos and backgrounds and whatnot to widescreen format. Listen, but and Matt so didn't I'm, tell me any of that. So I'm this right thinking, now is right. the first time that I'm hearing this. I just all, all I told her was, I got a lot of stuff I got to do this week. I'm not sure if I can get it done. He said, I need it by Tuesday if I'm going to do it. <laughs> I need all of it. And you got most of them yeah. by Tuesday. Yeah. But we had to revise it three times. Because <laughs> a few more videos kept coming in. Well, One of them was my fault. Two, one of them apparently I missed. Two of them. I'm saying one of the revisions. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. One of the revisions. Because yes. I missed two of the videos. But, yes. Uh, I'm just thankful that it was the last revision that was your fault because <laughs> I felt so bad the previous feeling, two times. You were feeling increasingly awful. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I even, like, after I sent you that last message, I was like, he can probably tell that I'm not feeling quite so bad about this one. <laughs> Because the last two, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. And stop apologizing. It's fine. It's not. A, but I'm so sorry. And then the last one, I'm like, you missed two videos. <laughs> Why do you suck? <laughs> That's not what I said. But, um, Matt, by the way, 
have watched this daggone thing six uh. times and just realized we're missing two. <laughs> and they are two that you have. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm excited. Fun. I haven't gotten to do a video project in a while, so that was fun. Hmm. I'm really excited. The kids love it. The kids think that it was a great idea. They had a good time doing their videos. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so funny to see their different personalities yeah, in the videos. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Especially Cannon's. Yeah. His, uh, what would be the right word to describe it? It's Cannon. Like, me- like mean, but in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how Cannon is. I mean, this is the kid that hit you on the head. With- uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, Yeah. Uh-huh. Topher was very lengthy, mm-hmm. but comical, mm-hmm. but also sentimental. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cannon was short and sweet, funny, but slightly mean. <laughs> <laughs> and then Milo was just so sweet. Just a little sweetheart. Uh-huh. Daddy's little girl. <laughs> Which Words. you forgot. That was one you forgot. That was, yes. <laughs> I'm building a thing. I'm like, wait. Where's- Where's the other child? I'm pretty <laughs> sure she likes him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, uh... Uh, I had it. I had already recorded it, but the second that you sent it, I was like, oh, crud, I didn't send that one. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, so I'm really excited to see his face and his reaction. And, and by this time next week, I will get to talk to you about the For King and Country concert. How are you going to that? Where is it at? Amarillo. Amarillo? Yeah. Tomorrow night, Sunday night. That's going to be fun. I'm super excited. (laughs) There are still tickets available. Yeah. If you wanted to come. We've seen them. Whatever. (laughs) See, that's the thing. I'm the only one in my family that has seen them. Yeah. And we're taking the kids. Because I think if there was ever a Christian concert that they would want to see, and that would be super fun for them to see. Yeah, it's a fun concert for sure. Yeah. They're fun in concert. However, their new album. I know. I almost wish that they were playing old songs. Right. I mean, it's good, but it's a lot of slower stuff. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going to have as much energy if they focus on that. Well, and I've been listening to all the new songs, trying to like envision what they're going to do on mm-hmm. the stage, you know? And there's a lot of percussion. Yeah. Which so, is where they get a lot of their yeah their energy from. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, well, when we come back, who is skipping church the most? Stick around. morning show here on this third hour we've got a topic to discuss and today we're talking about six groups most likely to skip church and this is actually a uh, article from the facts and trends blog by aaron earls i'm trying to get it open here listen with a name like aaron earls i don't know how much i can believe it what i'm just kidding aaron i'm just kidding Aaron, her her opinions do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Backrow Radio. 
We've we've said that numerous times. <laughs> uh, also, my Android phone got an update, and I hate it. Yeah, like a whole overhaul, the design, the way a lot of things work. I don't like it. This is the first time I've been unhappy with my Android phone. I'm sorry. I actually was considering earlier this week moving to an Android. So, well, I'm sure if you come into it fresh, you'd be fine. Yeah. But I'm so used to the way they did things in the previous operating system that uh, I'm just having to relearn everything and I don't like it. <laughs> all my Matt doesn't mem- like change. All my muscle memories are wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So in this article by, uh, again, Aaron Earls from the Facts and Trends blog, six groups most likely to skip church. Uh, we've got number one. Uh, young adults, young people are most likely to be skipping Sunday services. 35% of 18 to 34 year olds say they never attend religious services. Mm. Among 35 to 49 year olds, 32% never show up. But those 65 and over, uh, 27% and 50 and 64 or 50 to 64, 23% are less likely to never attend services. So... What was the 42%? It was the second one that you read. 32%. Oh. Uh, 35 to 49-year-olds, 32% never show up to services. I thought you said 42. I was going to say, they don't show up more than we don't show (laughs) up. (laughs) Did you notice, though, that we're one year away from... Not being considered a young adult anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with that. Once we hit 35, we're just adults. We're in our last year of being young adults. <laughs> oh my. Pretty sure young adulthood is the prime time. Once you get... <laughs> uh-uh. Listen, you know, 40 is like the new 20. Uh, I don't think you can honestly say that until you get there. You're right. <laughs> but I see... I see... People who have hit their 40s, and they're thriving. And I'm like, okay. Because I'm 33, and I'm already way worse off than I was when I was 20. That's my that's my current feeling is, okay, I'm 33, and I'm sucking at life right now on multiple levels. So I have six years, right? Seven years. I'll be 34 in a couple months. Um, and then I... No longer have to suck at life. I can be 40 and thriving. And maybe it's like a mind change, like a a state of mind, whatever. But I don't care. I'll just get to 40 and I'll I'll thrive again. And I'll only have one kid under my roof. That's true. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe 40 and 30 because all your kids are out by the time you're 40 and you're like, I can live again. I can do this. Oh, gosh. All right. The second group most likely to skip church are the poor. Uh, They found that the lower class, 36%, and the working class, 32%, are more likely to skip every Sunday than the middle class, uh, which is 27%, or the upper class, which actually attends church more, only 24% tend to skip. Uh, Those with only a high school diploma, 34% or less, 29%, are more likely to never attend church than those who attended at least attended college, which is 24%. So, hmm. interesting. That seems 
almost backwards to me. You think? I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because they have a more difficult time getting to church. Oh, I get, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense to me in that frame. You know what I mean? And I do know, I mean, I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush here, but I do know that a lot of upper class, uh-huh. people we would consider upper class, uh-huh. almost use church as networking. Yeah, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Or like as more of a status thing. Mm-hmm. It, you know? In certain communities, yeah. Yeah. It's something that they, it's almost like a, a check mark that they have right. to do. Again, that's painting with a broad brush. Exactly. Sure We're not saying everybody. Them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because let's be fair. Like, what was the other one? Oh, Matt. What was the 34% on this one? Uh, with a high school diploma. Okay. So, that would be me. And the young adults is me. You know? So, mm-hmm. I'm like. Um, Did you not attend college? I'm not. No. Mm-mm. No? I mean, I took one class. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't think that That's what I'm saying. Was I, it on campus? Yeah. Okay, I mean, it's a little But bit. it was Kara's class. Oh. <laughs> so, again, I don't feel like I could really so this, count it. this happened recently. <laughs> well, what, five years ago? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like you got out of high school and went to college. No, I had to take college classes in high school in order to graduate high school. So, <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Uh-huh. All right, well, the next group of people most likely to skip church is unmarried folk. Uh, almost four in 10 of never married adults, 38%, say that they never attend church. Divorced, 30%, and separated, 29%, are also more likely to skip than married adults, which sit at about 26% who don't attend. Widowed adults uh, are the least likely to never attend church, with only 23% skipping every Sunday. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if there was a statistic that made me happy, if you will, it would be this one. Because I'm glad to know that people aren't using church as a dating avenue. But what better place? (laughs) Sure, but at the same time. It gets gets a little creepy the longer that person stays at that church and keeps getting rejected by ladies. Yeah. (laughs) I'm assuming it's a man. (laughs) Well, it typically is, yeah. But... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, we had a guy like that. I think it was before y'all started coming to Highland. Yeah, we had a we had a gentleman caller who just came. Really? Pretty much just to, yeah. Just to date the ladies? <laughs> just to court the ladies. Nobody was into it, though. But see, <laughs> and obviously, like you said, it was before we came. But it's not as if Highland has always had a big group of single ladies a pool of single ladies all the single ladies they didn't come to highland right yeah you gotta go to a bigger church (laughs) raise your odds i think i have a really difficult time watching the older group like the widows or widower widow widows widows and widowers yeah okay watching them and not like thinking oh are they trying to court each other? Are they trying to pick up? You know what I mean? You're both old and <laughs> lonely. 
I do. I, that is a struggle of mine. I have a really diff- if I could be a matchmaker, it would be for the old people. <laughs> I've even thought about that for my father-in-law. Like, oh, okay, well this person's they're single now, so we could be siblings. <laughs> All right, the fourth group most likely to skip church is non-Republicans. Uh, one third of political independents, 33%, and Democrats at 32% say that they never attend religious services. By comparison, only 20% of Republicans say that they never attend. Hmm. Uh, I feel like that's, I feel like that's probably expected what we would expect to hear, but, uh, I also feel like it's not really that far off, um, between the two, I mean, it's basically what, one one fifth versus one third, uh, but still, the vast majority of independents and Democrats do attend at least occasionally, according to this. Yeah, and uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, number five, non-Southerners. If your church is in the West. At 36% Northeast, at 33%, or Midwest, 31%, people in your community are more likely to never attend than those in the South, where only 24% never attend. I think that's also I'm, expected, right? Yeah, I, I feel like that's super accurate. But at the same time, I feel like the South's numbers are growing in a, or decreasing, whichever way you want to look at it. But I feel like with... Our generation, you know, and the generation behind us, going to church is less of a priority, even in so. the South. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I, I just look at the people that I grew up with, you know, the people that I went to school with and that I went, grew up with in church, and they well, no longer hold yeah. those beliefs. Yeah, so. just in general, uh, the number of completely unchurched has doubled just in the last decade. See? Uh, that's decade and like, a half. Yeah, in and that's our generation, yeah. truly. In 2004, it was 15% said that they never attended religious services, and today it's about 30. So, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last group most likely to skip church is men. Uh, the gender gap with church attendance is often discussed, and it remains relevant, as 33% of men say they never attend religious services compared to 27% of women. I always find it strange... When you have, like, a married couple where just, like, the wife and the kids come to church all the time and the husband never comes and it's not because he's working or something like that. It's always, I feel like that's such a radical difference mm-hmm. in between the spouses that how can that not cause problems at some point, you know? Somebody is just... very codependent like that's the only way that i can one of the two are incredibly codependent and chances are it's probably the spouse that goes to church Mm. you know they get up with their kids and they get ready and they go to church and they don't say anything to the other one about why they're not coming and it's just that's just how it is do you know what i mean i think so do you not agree I'm just, that wouldn't have been my first thought. 
I don't. I'm not necessarily thinking that I disagree. Um, I just feel like it's a it's a case of maybe being. I guess the biblical term of unequally yoked. Oh yeah. Yeah, where I just don't see how. I just don't see how that wouldn't cause problems. Mm-hmm. And if it's not causing problems, then yeah, I think it's leaning back onto that is that they're just not going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, because they're too codependent on <laughs> with each other that they don't want to rock that boat. Mm-hmm. And so let's just kind of live our separate faith lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a... I was hearing a comedian talking about it too recently. Uh, it still seems to be a pretty common thing where people who do hold religious views will marry someone who holds a different religious view... And expect that not to be an issue, especially like with children. How are you going to raise them both Jewish and Catholic at the same time? You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's very difficult to understand. I, but, uh, <sighs> it comes down to like there's a, a large group of people and I fit into that group, but there's a large group of people who are fixers and they think that they can fix people, they yeah. can change people. And while being a fixer, they also have very little self-worth. And so you tend to think this is as good as it's going to get for me. I'll just suck it up, and the longer that I hold out, the more I'll be able to change their mind and yeah. and bring them around to how I believe. Like I said, I am in that category. <laughs> Had Chris not been as strong in his own faith as he was, there's no telling where we would be today. But I am in that category of being a fixer and having yeah. had little self-worth. So, yeah. And I guess that's a whole different topic we can unpack another it day. Is. But, yeah. <laughs> but I can see that that being the reason. Yeah. You know, it's sad, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as we said, the number of unchurches doubled in the last decade and a half. Uh, now more than half of Americans have limited contact with a local congregation. About 6 in 10, uh, 59% attend several times a year or less, but 42% attend once a month or more, uh, with uh, 23% attending at least once a week. Uh, some demographic groups are more likely to show up or to, sh- to never show up than others, which is what we just discussed here. Um, so I guess the question, the challenge that we have moving forward, which we're not going to be able to answer, but it's the challenge that we're giving to you, the listener, is how do we reach those people who are less likely to attend church uh, at all? How do we step out of our comfort zone and help them find a comfort zone where they'd be willing to darken the doors of a church. It's, uh, that's gotta be the most difficult outreach of people that just aren't interested. Oh yeah. Not necessarily the people that are against it, but the people that just have no interest. How do you peak interest? Do you know, I do have an idea though. Hmm. Um, and it isn't necessarily going to grow your personal home church. It may grow someone else's church or even some other church in a different state. But 
with social media being such a big thing and so many of our friends being vastly different than we personally are, post as often as you feel comfortable with about the things you're doing in church Mm. or with your church family, you know, not, I feel like the more that they see it, maybe the more their heart will soften and their mind will begin to at least be open to it. And if they don't see it as a chore or a place where they have to go or a place where they're going to get judged, but they can see it as a place where they can build friendships and build community and, you know, a group of people to do things with on a Saturday night or a Friday night, not just go to church with, maybe that will begin to change their perspective of what church is. Yeah, that's a good start. But like I said, it may not grow your personal church. Right. You know? But just the the idea of attending church in general. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great idea. I like that. You're yeah, welcome. that's a good place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to read more about that article, again, this is from the Facts and Trends blog. It is Six Groups Most Likely to Skip Church by Aaron Earls. Give it a read. It's a good article. Uh, let's see our Ask Us Anything. Ah-ooh-ah. All right. Do you eat food that's past its expiration date if it smells and looks fine, I do. Yeah? Without a doubt. Give me an example. Uh, Anything, truly. Like milk? Too? Yeah. Heck really? yeah. If it smells fine, yep. And truly. But what is mil- I don't think milk ever smells fine. <laughs> so at the point. Okay, where if it doesn't it. smell expired. <laughs> but I'm, okay, so I'm not a big mi- milk drinker. True, because you're. Yeah. Exactly. You forgot. Um, But so I typically, if I'm using milk in anything, I smell it all the time, every time, regardless Mm. of it's past its due date or not. But if it smells fine, if it smells like the nastiness that milk is supposed to smell like, (laughs) then yeah, I'm using it. It just doesn't smell great. It tastes great. It does not smell great. I grew up in a house where... If we had a block of cheese, because you know that's how poor we were, we had the block of cheese and had to shred it ourselves, couldn't buy the bag of shredded cheese. (laughs) If we had a block of cheese that had a couple spots of mold on it, my dad would cut off those couple spots of mold and we're still using that block of cheese. Oh, of course. Because the cheese itself is not bad. Yeah, that's normal. You say that's normal. That may be normal for you and that may be normal for me, but do you know how many times I have done that and people are like... Really? Throw it out. Yes. So listen, I'm about to call people out. (laughs) Sippy and Samantha are the worst. The worst for throwing away good food. Just throwing it out. Tossing it and not even thinking twice. Sour cream. If I open it and it's past its expiration, but there's no mold on top and it smells fine and it hasn't separated, still using the sour cream. You just stir it up and yeah. you use it. Yeah. Not, nope, they throw it out. <laughs> you guys are wasting food. You're wasting food. But it's no, fine. I do know specifically the cheese thing. The cheese, pretty much no matter how old the cheese is, if it's not moldy or if that part isn't moldy, it's yeah. fine. Uh, because that's just a thing. Aging cheese is a thing. Yeah. Um, can't do that with milk. <laughs> it's just a suggestion. But that date is just a I don't, I don't, just a I don't think I'll do that with bread. If I see a spot of mold anywhere on a bread loaf, even if the other half is fine, no, the whole thing's gone. Oh, no. I I actually did that this past week. Unknowingly, but I gave my kids, we made burgers. The kids had buns. 
the first three buns that I pulled out were fine, but there was a bun on the bottom. And afterwards, as I went to put it on the counter or in the cabinet, I saw the little spot of mold and I was like, oh, well, I'm glad that I didn't give anybody that bun for dinner. <laughs> yeah, bread is just, there's too many hidey holes for bread at that yeah. point. <clears throat> yeah. There's, I, I, mm. I don't clean my cabinets out well enough. And I pulled out a thing of muffins that I was going to make last Saturday for the kids. And I'm glad that I checked the expiration date, which typically I just don't do. It's just not something that I do. I should, but I don't. Um, but it was two and a half years old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I threw that away. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but most things. You're reaching church pantry level status there. Listen, <laughs> mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard. If it still smells like its original smell, I will still use it. <laughs> I might say an extra p- prayer to bless it before I put it in my mouth, but... Well, then you're covered, right? Exactly. That's how that works. That's exactly how that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think if it... <sighs> okay. There are two things that I think... I won't use past the date, if, okay. even if it smells and looks fine. And that is, we use we use ground turkey instead of ground beef, mm-hmm. and so that's ground turkey mm-hmm. and milk. Milk, I know, would probably be fine for a couple more days after the date, but it because it's usually a sell by date, not a best by date. Yeah, but. I don't know. It's a mental thing, I guess. I'm just... Because I've had too many times where I have drank, uh, had expired milk before without noticing it until it was already in my mouth. Oh, and then gosh. you can't get that taste and out. Then, yeah. So, I, it's just... It's nasty memories. Um, that happened... That happened with a individual milk that I got from uh, the store across the street, which it hadn't expired but I guess the seal wasn't tight enough or something. Mm-hmm. I cracked that thing open, took a giant swig, and I'm like, this tastes like apple juice. Oh. It was awful. Oh. It was gross. <laughs> it was the worst experience. I think I would have had a really hard time not taking it in and being like, I need to see your manager. And then sitting it in front of the manager and being like, take a swig. <laughs> I realize uh, it was only 99 cents, but I want my money back <laughs> <laughs> or a new milk. <laughs> uh, and then I guess there's just too much stuff with turkey meat uh, that I'm, you know, everything has to be perfect when you're cooking turkey meat to not catch some sort of weird E. coli disease eh. or something. There's always. Yeah, we only use ground turkey. Yeah. We don't yeah. use. Yeah. But here's the thing. So my mother-in-law was the queen of expired foods. Mm. And I'm only saying this because Chris and I just had a conversation about it last week. Since she's passed and she passed from stomach cancer, we have since wondered what exactly caused that. And was it something that she ate? Was it something that was expired that mm. she had eaten? Um, but she would buy meat and it would sit in her refrigerator for the week and with her intent to use it. And But she wouldn't use it. You know, they'd go out for dinner or whatever. Right. And so the following week, she'd still have an intent to use it. Well, she had plans for, like, if the meat was really good, she would make hamburgers. If the meat was not so good, she'd put it in a soup. 
and make it like hamburger soup. That's what my mother-in-law did. Everything tasted amazing. It really did. But you could see I had to stop looking in her refrigerator before she made anything because I was afraid of what it looked like. So I have seen hamburger meat or ground turkey meat past its expiration, probably not edible in the refrigerator. I know what it looks like. And as long as my meat doesn't look like that, I'm okay with using it. Okay. Chicken starts to get a really bad chemically smell. Like it smells like bleach. Yeah. If you haven't. And so... I would, obviously, but at that point, it doesn't smell fine any longer. It stinks. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Morning shows. We close out the day. Got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse of the day is Romans thirteen seven. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. What a what, what a, a fitting verse for today. <laughs> See, taxes are biblical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our thought for the day comes from Tim Keller. He reminds us that repentance is like antiseptic. You pour antiseptic onto a wound, and at first it stinks. Stings. <laughs> then it heals. It also stinks occasionally. Are you using expired antiseptic? <laughs> Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 and 7. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits matched together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com. Don't forget to connect with all aspects of The Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at The Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Mo, what's the final word? Give the government your money, people. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.